Welcome to The Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much-needed peace. Hi everyone, this is Akemi and welcome to The Daily Dharma. In this episode, we're going to talk about spiritual materialism, what it is, and why you and everyone around you need to be a little bit careful around any concepts that mirror or echo the philosophy of spiritual materialism. To start, I'm going to pull out a little phrase in the Dhammapada from the chapter The Fools. And this is how the phrase goes. The fool worries, thinking, I have children, I have wealth. Indeed, when they themselves are not their own, where are the children and where is the wealth? I really like this line because it kind of clearly shows and cuts to the bullshit of any kind of thinking that puts too much value on the people around us as well as the things that we have. Because in this phrase, it goes straight to the truth of it, which is that we don't even belong to ourselves. The names, the bodies, the lives that we build. This is not ours to keep. When we die, all of this goes away. And that's just life. That's not just life for me or for you. It's for life for every being in this universe. That is a reflection of the law of impermanence. And I think, to be honest with you, when you realize that death is inevitable, that everything you think you own, everything you think is you, is not something you could keep, not something that's permanent, and neither are any of the children that you make, any of the family that you have, any of the wealth that you accumulate, That, I believe, is the beginning of your true spiritual path. Because that's when you understand, hey, there's actually much more to life, to the universe, than what meets the eye. I can fill my life with people. I can fill my life with things. I can fill my life with wealth. But then what what comes after? When I'm dying, can I carry my wealth with me? Will my wealth save me in my next life? Will wealth carry me to heaven, whatever heaven is? How does wealth actually correspond with me and my being, my soul, my spirit, all of these things? And yes, technically, Buddhist philosophy does not believe in a soul, does not believe in a permanent energy or permanent identity to who you are. And that's something I really want to dive into in another episode. But for this episode, I really wanted to touch upon how spiritual materialism goes against the core principles of Buddhist philosophy and why we need to be very, very careful when it comes to buying into these dangerous beliefs and practices. So back to the phrase. When you fully understand 
that you don't even belong to yourself, that your wealth, your people, all of this is impermanent. That's when you start to understand that there's no point of clinging to these things. There's no point of just constantly building and aggregating and asking for more, more, more. Because no matter how much you have, one day that will be gone. Those people will be gone and the wealth that you have will be gone. Not even the richest person in the world can carry their wealth into their next life. It doesn't matter how rich you are. You can enjoy those things in this life. And even within the span of one life, wealth will come and go. So will praise. So will fame. So will success. None of those positive conditions in your life will last forever. It's the same thing with the seasons. There's going to be a monsoon. There's going to be a drought. When you go, when you breathe in, there will be an exhale. It's just the nature of the world that conditions are always changing. And thus, there's no point of clinging to these conditions. And one of these conditions is wealth. One day, you might be very wealthy, and another, you might not be. And that's okay. I think the most cringy and painful and awful belief that spiritual materialism propagates into people and society is that wealth is a reflection of your spiritual development. And poor people must not be spiritually developed because then why would they be poor? Why are they suffering? If they're so developed, they should be wealthy, right? And on the other hand, wealthy people must be spiritually developed because they're so well off. Well, no, fuck no, that's not how the wealth works. That's not even how, that's not how life works. That's not how spirituality works. Buddhist philosophy and doctrine in many different ways, including this phrase, the Dhammapada, the fact that Dharma cannot be sold, that you're not allowed to sell the Dharma, that Dharma education can never, ever, ever be sold for profit um, as a product. All of these things are meant to reinforce the fact that the spiritual life and the material life are two different things. In keeping with the teachings about the middle path, Buddha and Buddhist philosophy never tells you just abandon everything and just go live in the forest and meditate. No, of course not. That doesn't make any sense. That's quite extreme. However, what it does tell you is to start examining the nature of the things around you. Examine your bank account. Examine your wealth. Examine how your wealth affects you. Are you truly happy when you have more? What about when you have less? Is it truly your doing that you gain more wealth? Or is it rather that circumstances and conditions have changed? And when you lose wealth, is it truly because you've deprecated spiritually? When you start to actually examine these conditions in your life, you're going to start to see that your spiritual development and your material development are truly two different things. I'm not saying that spiritually developed people cannot also be materially wealthy. But what I'm saying is that we as people and as practitioners of Buddhist philosophy and as people who are developing our spirituality need to create a healthy 
divide and boundary between our material life and our spiritual life. Because tying down our spiritual worth to money and how much money we have and how much money we're bringing in is such a dangerous practice and will hinder you in your journey towards letting go and actually finding joy in your life. I truly believe that. Because instead of actually examining things for what they are, spiritual materialism creates this precedent of, well, if I'm truly spiritually developed, that means I'm going to be making X amount of money. Or just like what the, they, they say in The Secret, I'm going to be attracting X amount of dollars into my life. And when you set those kind of conditions around your spiritual development, how, how like, who can even... Who could do anything good in that kind of pressure? And what if you don't make the money or you don't attract the things in your life that you promised yourself you would? All that comes from that is just deep disappointment in yourself and in your spiritual development. And that will make you probably even less spiritual and less inclined towards spiritual development because you're like, hey, well, I tried it and it failed. But that's the fundamental thing that people who follow and propagate spiritual materialism don't seem to understand, that there's nothing spiritual about it. There's nothing spiritual about money. In fact, if it was, if it was true, well, then billionaires would be enlightened. And are they? No, they're not enlightened. And I'm not saying the billionaires are bad people. I'm just saying that if there were a true correlation between money and spiritual development, then we would see it in our own lives. When we make more money, we should be more developed. But it doesn't work like that. And it doesn't matter. You don't need to be a billionaire to see that. Just test yourself. Ask yourself. Monitor yourself. Do you feel more connected to the universe when you're making more money? Do you feel like you're actually seeing the nature of life? And you're seeing the nature of the universe when you're making more money? Please, try this experiment and you'll start to see that it's just false. And also, I'd like to add that people who are propagating ideas, people who are peddling things like The Secret and who are kind of selling these courses and seminars, some of them are very dangerous. Some of them that... For example, the sweat lodge um, that they talk about in Guru, um, which is a podcast that I recently listened to, which is very shocking um, and very saddening. Um, People died trying to attain this spiritual materialism. People died because they thought and believed in leaders who were simply taking their money in order to shove like wrongful and often harmful spiritual ideologies down their throat. So this is why it's very important that you, the listener, and the people around you understand just from the very beginning, whether you are in the beginning or the middle or the end or wherever you are in your spiritual journey, that you cannot buy your way towards spiritual development. You cannot buy your way towards spiritual healing or spiritual growth. That is something so sacred and beautiful and that has nothing to do with money and should never be mixed with money.
And I feel like I can say this in one million different ways. But I think just to begin, never ever trust anyone who's trying to sell you enlightenment and trying to sell you something as sacred as spiritual development. No matter how poor or rich you are, you are fully capable of spiritual development. All of the philosophies in Buddhism are open to you and are open to be observed and practiced with or without money. Even if you have nothing in your bank account right now, you are fully worthy of spiritual wisdom and spiritual development and spiritual growth. I really truly mean that because spiritual materialism in a society like this truly makes people feel guilty as if it's because they're not enlightened enough or they're not close enough to God or to whoever it is in the universe that they're praying to. But because they're not good enough as people, that's why they're suffering from lack of money or lack of resources or lack of whatever it is that their family needs. No, absolutely not. I really wish and I really hope that anyone listening to this and everyone around you can just let go of that toxic ideology. In Buddhism, one of the key practices of being a nun or a monk, or rather embracing this spiritual path, is letting go. And that means letting go of all of your possessions, letting go of money, letting go of even the family members, the people of your life. Because when we let go of all of those material things that keep us looping in that cycle of craving and craving and craving for more, I want more children and family and people. I want more wealth. I want to build me. I want to build who I am. I want to continue propagating this idea and this identity. I need to keep this identity alive as much as possible. When we divorce ourselves from always wanting more, 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 And we accept that, hey, I'm okay with very little. It is the beginning of your spiritual path. Because you understand that value does not come from having more. Value does not come from having bigger. Value does not come from having bigger and better. In fact, value begins with acceptance of who you are, what you are, what you have exactly as it is. Contentment, satisfaction, peace. All of these things begin when you stop running from who you are and what you are and what you're facing and accepting it with all of your heart, showing compassion to yourself. And in fact, that is, that is what Buddhism teaches and what Buddhist philosophy is trying to tell us is that we don't need more. We don't need more. It's okay. No matter how poor you are or rich you are or whatever you have, it's okay. It's okay to accept yourself as you are right now. 
It's okay to fully focus on the present moment, no matter how bad or good or whatever it is your life is. Because that's the truth. That's the reality of your existence. And you've got to respect that. You've got to show compassion for that. And I hope that this will serve as like a reminder not to believe people and philosophies that make us feel bad for having less or for not wanting more. That kind of make us and put us down and put people higher up on the pedestal for achieving wealth or achieving success. All of that is not spiritual development or enlightenment or any of that. That is just bogus, bogus shit that is being sold to make people open their wallets. And that is exactly what Buddhism and the Buddhist phrase that I told at the beginning of this episode is trying to tell us. That it's bullshit. It's bullshit. If you really want to develop yourself spiritually, close your checkbook. Open your heart and your mind. And anyone who tries to get you to open your checkbook in order for you to open your heart and mind, well, don't trust those people. You don't need any fancy tools, books, retreats. You don't need any of that shit to develop yourself spiritually. In fact, that all of those things are actually distractions because the most important place for you to be right now is exactly where you are. Your reality, your circumstances, your suffering, those are your greatest teachers when trying to get closer to the universe and to the truth of our existence. It doesn't make sense to try and change your reality so much to something better when isn't reality what we're trying to understand all along? And your reality is valid and it's not something that you need to feel bad for. It's something that you need to be still for and to open yourself up to and to embrace with kindness. I hope in this episode that if you were harboring any feelings or confusion around spiritual materialism, that you're able to sort of somewhat let go of them. And anytime anyone tries to sell you or kind of con you into spiritual heightenedness, please say no. And please protect your heart and your mind from those damaging thoughts and practices. Because wherever you are in life, you're fully capable and able to embrace and practice every single part of Buddhist philosophy that is always open to you. Spiritual development is always open to you and conducive to you wherever you are in your life. And it does not matter how much you have or who you have or what, what you feel or what other people think about you. That, is, that door is always open, open to you. And I hope you remember that. Anyhow, that brings me to the end of my episode. This was a bit of an unorthodox episode, but I felt I just needed to get that off my chest because it moved me deeply that people were even dying for spiritual materialism, and that upset me 
and I needed to talk about it. Anyhow, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you'd like to stay connected on Instagram, please follow us at The Daily Dharma. I'll have the link in our bio and stay safe, everyone. I will see you next week. Bye for now.